Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Here's one thought as we begin to wrap Open House up for another week. We sacrifice because we learnt from the best. Romans 5.8 says, God shows us his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's a good thought to keep in mind as we approach Anzac Day 2013, this coming Thursday. In our first Anzac interview tonight on Open House, we speak with Bishop Ian Lambert. It was during his time as a lieutenant in the Defence Force that he embraced Jesus Christ as his Lord and Saviour. In a few months, he'll step into the highly significant role of Anglican Bishop to the Australian Defence Force. With both pastoral and military experience, he's joining us to talk about how he sees the significance of Anzac Day on the eve of his important appointment. Bishop Ian Labbott, welcome to Open House. Love to be with you, Lee. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Now, you went into the Royal Military College Duntroon in Canberra, Ian, a very different person to the one who emerged a number of years later. Yes, Lee. Uh, when I joined at the Royal Military College, it was for reasons not very noble. My, my parents were just ordinary folk. Dad was a, a taxi driver and mum was a typist. And that always impressed upon me the need for a tertiary education. And I thought, well, if I go to the Royal Military College, I could get both the education and the experience that a young boy craves for, plenty of adventure and excitement. So paint us a picture of the bloke who went in. What happened and what was he like when he... Emerged. When I went in, I guess I hadn't been to church uh, for, for a few years. I had grown up in the Presbyterian Church, going most Sundays. Mum would uh, diligently take me to Sunday school, and I made my confirmation alongside my father, which was uh, very significant for me. Um, but I then drifted away. I had made a personal commitment to Jesus. I knew about Jesus as opposed to knowing him as my Lord and Saviour. What was to happen then, uh, after I graduated and, and went to uh, an early posting, um, I was challenged by the local chaplain, the military padre, about going to a, a character leadership course um, that was a, a leadership course designed to encourage Christians in the military. And I thought, yes, I need to go to this. Only if to keep those holy rollers, you know, keep their feet on the ground. <laughs> and uh, so I was quite um, yeah, full of myself, I guess. And uh, as I went to this, this course uh, and I heard the gospel presentation for the first time in a very clear way, I recognised that I hadn't confessed my sins, that I, that I hadn't received Jesus, my Lord and Saviour. And I guess I had my own Damascus Road experience that day. Was it just the right time? Because you'd probably heard it all before. Well, that's true, isn't it? I mean, how often do you hear this before mm. the penny drops? Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, it was God's timing. I was ready to hear it. I had a, a padre who was ready to disciple and nurture me once I'd made the decision. Um, and uh, I thank God for that day on the 10th of May in uh, 1984 in Gilboa. Most of us have very little to do with the armed forces and the people in it. <clears throat> Can you sketch for us what you learnt about that role and the significance of that role. The Australian military is well regarded across the world. Yes. Our training, to my experience and, and my observation, is second to none. A significant part of that training is to do with the character of, of the leader and the character of the soldier. I believe that the Christian faith is very significant in this, this character formation. When I was in the military, 
I can recall that key positions in the military, like the, the chief of the general staff, the the CO of the SAS regiment, uh, who was later become the the CO of the counter terrorist squad for Australia, the key very impressive people were Christians, and uh, I, I found that very encouraging in my own journey. What's the link? Do you think because you can be a senior person and an impressive person without Christian faith? Absolutely. I do think that you know God is busy trying to draw all people to himself, and I think that when we take time to think on, on the, the two big questions of life about who am I and, uh, and why am I here, where am I going, those couple of those big questions, they're actually spiritual questions. And I think the difference is that some people don't pause long enough to think about those big issues, they will actually um, crowd themselves with busyness or station in life or, or goals to be achieved, and they don't take that time aside to think about those questions about who am I, why am I here, and where am I going? And I think that's what happened for me, and that's what happened uh, happens for many people. And there are a few more confronting or compelling times and places for these questions to be raised in people's minds than on the battlefield. Oh, absolutely. Um, the old adage that there's no atheist in the foxhole Yes. I think you, you come face to face with the realities of your own um, humanity and your own vulnerability uh, when you, when you see what happens on either side of you in those situations. Ian, is there one particular moment in your long military service that you can reflect on where that really came to a sharp point for you, either in your own life or as you saw others managing life on the front line? For me, the people that I met that have come back from war and that I've engaged in conversation with them, um, I've found that a, a profoundly influencing uh, situation. I'll just tell a couple of quick stories. At my very first Easter here uh, in my parish, I recall giving the Easter message and giving a, a call, an altar call, if you want to, you know, people to accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And from the left, I saw this guy come, there was overflow, uh, chairs. So this guy coming forward in a, in a navy blue suit, dressed to the nines, coming forward, and I recognised him as my CO from Duntroon Day. Wow. Now, I had, I was, this guy, I was in fear of him when I was a cadet, yes. and uh, he came forward with tears in his eyes, and as he knelt at the communion rail, he said, Ian, you and I have travelled a similar journey, he says, I now come to kneel before the Lord and Saviour, to accept him as my own Lord and Saviour. For me, that was a profound thing, because I knew what this man had been through, what he'd achieved in his military life, and that that was very profound. And um, in the other end, I guess just recently I've returned from Perth and met up with an old friend of mine I served with who had served in Vietnam, and he had suffered from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which unfortunately uh, there seems to be uh, an increasing number of those cases. Now, we, we've come to understand because that we are made in the image and likeness of God, when we as, as humans witness some of these terrifying things that happen to fellow human, human beings, there's a spirit-to-spirit type response. And so for, for uh, the role of, of the Christian faith in this regard is to provide the spiritual healing because I think when we if we think that PTSD and the likes of those things is only a psychological condition or only a medical condition, we're, we're, we're not recognising that there is a spirit-to-spirit injury here that, that needs, to be, um, needs to be healed. There's been an affront that's been caused to our humanity 
of the, the roles of the Christian Church. With this significant appointment you're about to take up Anglican Bishop of the Australian Defence Force, what will you be offering to the men and women of defence in that role, Ian? Well, I would be seeking to augment uh, the role of the existing chaplains. Um, I'm, I am the bishop to the Defence Force as opposed to the bishop of the Defence Force. The significance being is that I don't put on uniform again. I, I resigned the Queen's Commission, took on the King's Commission, and uh, I now uh, serve the military in a, in a different way. So I would be hoping to provide a ministry of encouragement uh, to the chaplains and to uh, their families and to the family and the Christians in the services in a way that keeps reminding them that Jesus is their Lord and Saviour. I think sometimes w- when we get in these organisations, such as the military, there can be the desire to sort of water down what we stand for. And I guess I would hate to see a day where the, the chaplaincy services, for example, might be seen in the same light as the social welfare services. Mm. The social welfare people do a fantastic job, but we're about the spiritual nurture, the spiritual welfare, and that's what I'd seek to to bring. As we approach this Thursday, how would you like the rest of us to be marking Anzac Day? Well, it is a significant day for the nation, and I think if we can pause to remember the sacrifice, uh, pause to, to give thanks for those who gave their lives that we might enjoy the freedom we have, but also to remember the ideals and the values that we cherish as a nation. And I guess whenever I give my Anzac Day address, I do like to bring out the fact that 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 verse that's often quoted without the reference to Jesus uh, is the one that I'd like to bring out. You know, John fifteen thirteen, the greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friend. That that is exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. Yes. Long after World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, and uh, our recent engagements, Anzac Day seems to be growing in significance in lots of ways. Interesting phenomenon. I delight in taking a service to one of our little villages here on the coast, and it is it is a, there's a profound feeling at it, and uh, very deep. Uh, all the school kids are coming out. Um, there's marching. There's a whole lot of. Uh, recognition that this is becoming very much uh, a national day. Bishop Ian Lambert, wish you well in your upcoming appointment and uh, and on Anzac Day itself. Thanks so much indeed for joining us. Thanks, Lee. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.